That was a great lead-in, Mike, for um, the presentation today, but because certainly all the glory goes to God for all that's been happening at Beacon of Hope. So 15 years ago, on this very date, Beacon of Hope Family Care Center began serving families in our community in the former church parsonage. That first Tuesday evening, nine women had appointments with three advisors. Fifteen years later, during the month of October, in the remodeled Swiegel's Elementary School building, an average of 32 women participants met with seven women advisors, and eight men participants met with four men advisors. Of those 40 participants, six have Spanish as their first language. Two Bible study groups totaling 19 women met weekly. A faith and finances group with six Beacon participants met each Wednesday evening with five children from those families going to Awana. Sarah Bauk, an attorney with Legal Services of South Central Michigan and a member of First Baptist, came to Beacon on two days to provide legal assistance to six people. Seven children had their car seats checked and over 30 households received food at the final Salvation Army produce distribution of the year. God is good, and God has blessed. This morning I want to tie into our theme for Local Evangelism Month of In Christ in the Community and follow up on the message by Mark Chris by organizing my presentation around the areas of food and housing. But first, I want to give a brief description of the Beacon ministry for those of you maybe who are newer to the church and and aren't aware of uh, Beacon. So Beacon of Hope is the evangelistic outreach of this church to families with limited resources. Beacon seeks to serve and glorify God by helping meet both material needs, things like food and clothing and household supplies, and spiritual needs as well, introducing people to God, to his word, sharing the gospel, and discipling people. Beacon of Hope strives to be different from other mercy ministries. As we tell Beacon people when they enroll at Beacon, Beacon of Hope is not get and go, Beacon of Hope is come and grow. Also at Beacon, we use the term participant and not client, because those who come to Beacon participate in building relationships with our volunteers. They also participate in the Learn and Earn program. They participate in getting connected with other community resources and in developing a money management plan. So Beacon participants come either on Tuesday evenings for appointments or attend a Bible study group or the Faith and Finances class. And the video that you're going to see shortly will give you a real good idea of what a typical evening is like for a Beacon participant. But now we're going to talk about food, both physical food and spiritual food. People in need of food in our community can access mobile food distributions and food pantries. Clinton County has five food pantries and several mobile distributions. Beacon of Hope actually does both. We have a food pantry at Beacon And we also host the Salvation Army Produce Distribution on the first and third Thursdays each month from January through October. I want to show you just a real short video right now of a mobile food distribution just so you can get an idea of what that's like. 
Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for Warehouse Wednesdays. We are outside at a mobile food pantry. That's where we bring one of our trucks, you can see behind me, into the community, and we distribute food to those in need. We try to pick a central location that's easily accessible to as many people as possible and get food out to them. Let's go ahead and see what we got today. Looks like we have some milk right there on a refrigerated truck, keeping that at temperature. We have potatoes, which look awesome. Bananas, uh, we have right there. We have some corn that's being bagged up for our clients. Have some snack bars. And we have some cereal, of course, for the kids. Looks like we have quite a few people here today, so we're looking forward to serving our clients thanks to your support. And we could not do it without your support, so thank you so much. Um, I better go help them bag up some stuff and help out our clients. I'll catch you next week. If you're ever wondering what a mobile food pantry is, this is it. Catch you next time. So one of the reasons I wanted you to see that is that mobile food pantry actually took place this August up at the fairgrounds here in St. John's for the Project Connect Back to School event. Um, that day, 170 families came to Project Connect, and the food bank distributed food to 126 households. And most of the food that Beacon distributes also comes from the Greater Lansing Food Bank. So each Monday, we have a team of volunteers that goes to the food bank to pick up our order. And then we have another team at Beacon that helps to put it all away and sort through it and check dates and things. So how much food, you ask? Well, it's a lot. So, so far this year, um, Beacon has received over 85,000 pounds of food through last Monday, and of that, um, over 25,000 pounds was fresh produce. And the largest single load was almost 3,400 pounds, and the largest produce on one load was 1,254 pounds. So our total for all of last year was just over 92,000 pounds. So given the numbers already for this year, I think we're probably on track to hit close to 100,000 pounds of food this year. So why so much food? Well, as I told my husband uh, just a few days ago, it's like feeding a family of 300 every week. Not only do Beacon participants access the food pantry when they come for appointments or Bible studies, but the food pantry is available to anyone in need of emergency food two times per year per household. And that's actually one of the things that prompted me to talk about food this year is because we've seen a dramatic increase in the number of people coming in for emergency food. So during the first six months of uh, this of the first six months of this year, we had 15 households uh, come in for emergency food, and just in the last three and a half months, we've had 28 new households come in. So not none, no repeats of those 15, making it 43 households already for this year. And over the last four years, we've averaged about 29 households per year. So we could easily double that number this year. So why are we seeing this huge increase? There's a lot of reasons for that. Um, one reason might be just that the word about Beacon is getting out a little bit better through the other community agencies. But we're also seeing more people who are coming in to the food pantry for the very first time. They'll say, I've never had to do this before. I don't know what to do. Um, some are seniors who are struggling with higher health care costs. Some are people who are off of work because of injury or illness. 
And then we're also seeing a lot more people who are coming in who are, are starting over. They've moved to St. John's from Lansing, Flint, even Detroit, um, to kind of get a fresh start in their lives. And often these folks move into empty apartments. So not only do they need food, but they need furniture and household items as well. So as you've seen by the numbers, Beacon takes in a lot of food. And so how do we handle that much food? Well, first of all, we have a lot of storage space, although we could use more. And uh, I keep telling Chad that eventually we're going to be taking over his youth wings. So, um, so just keep an eye out for that. But we also, uh, last year, were able to, um, we can take in more produce now because we were um, blessed with a $5,000 grant from the Glick Foundation. So last fall, um, we had a walk-in cooler installed, and I learned a lot about walk-in coolers last year. Uh, first thing I learned was that uh, they don't come assembled. They come in pieces like that. So I'm not mechanically inclined, so I had to call on a group of talented men to come and help with that. And I also learned that if you want to make a bunch of guys very happy, you give them a great big 3D puzzle to put together. So these guys came in, oops, that wants to go too fast, um, and it really didn't take very long, and they had that thing up and running, and if you throw in a big toy, that makes it even more fun. Um, so um, they had a lot of fun putting that together. So like any good uh, makeover show, you know, when they do the reveal, you have to show the before and after pictures. So here's the before picture with the space all cleared out. And then there's the after picture with the, the cooler in there. And as pretty as it looks on the outside, what we like to see even more is when it is filled up with food on the inside. Sorry about that. There we go. All right. So earlier I said that most of the food at Beacon comes from the food bank, and that's because Beacon is blessed with donations from you, the church family, and also from several large donations of food by other groups in our community. So starting in 2015, Oakville Elementary School um, started a thing they called the 12 Days of Giving, where they collected food and supplies for the Learn and Earn store. And last year, Gateway joined them, and so Beacon was literally overwhelmed with their generosity. Um, this is just the food that we received. There was a lot of other boxes that uh, were full of supplies for the Learn and Earn store. That's Malachi Lounge down there on the floor. Uh, he came out to help his Aunt Linda um, put some of that stuff away, so... Um, I'm constantly amazed and uh, surprised by the different and often unexpected ways that the Lord provides for the Beacon ministry. And one of the things that he provides is a great group of volunteers to make that happen. Um, so I just want to introduce a couple of those uh, really critical volunteers. One is Linda Patton. So I'm going to have Linda stand. Um, Linda actually coordinates the food pantry. She's, she's the go-to person. So when you see things in the bulletin about needs for the food pantry, that kind of thing, Linda's the one that you want to talk to. And then I also want to introduce Sue Mulliken. Sue coordinates our Learn and Earn store. So again, if you see things in the bulletin or if you want to know what we need in the Learn and Earn store, 
Sue is the person that you want to talk to for that. So these two ladies do an awful lot of work at Beacon, and I'm very thankful for both of them. Yes. Okay, so now I'm going to shift gears to talk about spiritual food. So not only um, does Beacon provide physical food, but more importantly, Beacon provides spiritual food to participants. Uh, The two go hand in hand because meeting the physical needs allows us to address the spiritual needs. So I think the video that you're going to see will demonstrate that very well. Hi, I'm Tammy Campbell, and I've been coming to Beacon of Hope for about 11 months now. We lived in Lansing, and we moved out here to St. John so that I was closer to my children. And um, when we moved out here, the money wasn't as plentiful as we would like, I guess. And there was eight of us in a house, so I was looking for a food bank. And they gave me a piece of paper with a bunch of phone numbers on it, and your phone number was on it. And I called and left a message, and then you invited me to come that night. And I was like, oh, wow. So we came, and then here we are now. There's nothing like this anywhere else. That I, I've lived in Ingham County, we were in Shiawassee County, nothing like that. My um, walk with God was not very strong when I was younger. So to come here and to like have open arms and people talking to us and showing me the way in the Bible and stuff was eye-opening. And then to see like, you know, all the resources and all the support that is here, it was totally not expected. When I first come into Beacon, I sign in and then I take Savannah over to the child's um, playroom and sign her in and let her play there. When I'm called up to the table or the desk, I turn in um, my lessons or any study that I have that I can get points for, and then I go sit down and wait for my name to be called. When I'm called, I go back and talk with the counselor. Um, we talk about like my life and if I need any prayers or anything, and then we talk about the Bible study. Then we pray. When I'm talking to them, I like that they, um, first of all, they, they don't treat you like you're just oh, okay, hurry up, get out of here. Like, they really talk to you, and that really helped me because I really don't have anybody, really, to sit down and talk to and, you know, have guidance with. And they're not all, like, one-sided or, you know, oh, well, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. Um, They give you good insight. They give you um, really, really good support. They give me my slips so that I can go down to receive my food and um, go through the little stores. The first stop I go to is the food. I get my food order. 
going to the food bank um, or the food part in here, it's really helped because it's not like a normal food bank because normally when you go into a food bank they give you stuff. Here you get to go through and choose what you want and what you could use which to me is really helpful because like I don't eat beets but if you go to a different food bank sometimes they give you beets. But here you get to choose like what you want, what you know your family is going to eat and it's very helpful because it's good to help stretch to the next hour. Then I go to like the free store to see if there's anything in there that I can use. In this store, it's very helpful because, um, you know, like I like to get my toilet paper, my trash bags, and like the little things that we need that you might not be able to purchase in the store, like some of the shampoos that they have. I have points for that, I can spend my points on that, but like, I can't spend $5 on a bottle of shampoo. So, you know, it's really helpful. They also have the birthday bin. Um, when Savannah had her birthday, we I got to use utilize the birthday bin, which was very nice because you can save your money for like your rent or whatever, and you can get their toy with your points. I have two kids, um, they're both girls, one is uh, seven and one is 17. Yeah, she's so excited, she loves it every week. She's, mommy can we go in there, mommy can we go in there, I wanna spend my points. And she gets a little um, pamphlet, there's a little story in it and we read the story together and then she answers the questions. I fill out the bottom part and then when she is done, she brings it in and there's a mailbox over there that she puts it into and then she waits for next week and she gets it graded and then she gets a new one. So she loves it. I love doing the Bible studies. I'm kind of bad because you're supposed to do one Bible study a week and I do one whole Bible study a week, not just one chapter. And like I've done quite a few of them. Um, you're only allowed to hand in one uh, at a time. I think I've done like six and I'm done. And I've only been able to hand in two full ones and then we're only halfway through the last one. My favorite one so far that I've done is the one that we're talking about now, which is Genesis, the book of Genesis. It like to me it like outlines everything and shows you why and how things came about and so I really like it. When I was younger, we really did not, like, we didn't go to church. We didn't, like, really speak of um, God or Jesus in our family very much. Coming here, like, they've opened my eyes to that. They're, um, like, helping me with my walk to get stronger with Jesus and showing me the right way to go. And I've been to the church a few different times, um, and it's very opening. Like, they're ready to help you and supportive and show you the way to go. And they're not... Um, like telling you what you need to do, they're giving you options like, oh, we should go down this road, not, it has to be this way, this way, this way. I'd like to give a, oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, Ethan Painter produced that video, and I thought he did an excellent job of capturing what a participant um, goes through on a typical night. But part of what he couldn't record, of course, is when Tammy went into the room with the advisor. So um, right now I'd like to introduce Roseanne Schaefer. She's one of our advisors, and she's going to come and share a little bit about what it's like to be an advisor.
Hi, my name is Roseanne Schaefer, and I am an advisor at Beacon of Hope, as uh, Karen said. And I just wanted to say something about the video we just seen. Uh, what uh, Tammy was talking about that Savannah takes part in when she does her little uh, lesson is the mailbox club, which uh, Sarah Thomas does here at the church and stuff. So they have offered that to those participants at Beacon of Hope, and so that's been a great ministry to us for the children. Um, with this being Local Evangelism Month, I just want to emphasize what we've learned from, uh, about evangelism from our pastors. And uh, Pastor Ron, a few weeks ago, he had said that this world is a very dark place and that we are to be a light uh, that this world so desperately needs. And Pastor Chad said a few weeks ago that in Christ and in the community where God has placed us is where we need to be, and that evangelism really isn't evangelism unless the gospel is, is uh, shared. So um, if the gospel is not shared, then it's really not evangelism. So with that said, it's exciting to be a part of Beacon of Hope, where we do share the gospel and where we are beacons of light in our community. So as an advisor, um, I meet with the participants every Tuesday evening, and I go over their lesson with the uh, participant. Uh, by the way, as an advisor, you don't have to come every week. If you were to meet with, discuss with uh, our director, Karen Leaf, and you said, I'd like to be an advisor, but I don't want to do it every week, you could work it out with her, what schedule works best for you. And uh, Beacon of Hope ministers to both men and women. So if we have a participant that's a man, we'll have a, uh, a men advisors that meet with that participant. Um, our advisors are, have different approaches on how they're going to advise our participants. And none of us have the same way of doing that. However, we all do have a common cause. And that cause and the common thing that we have in the bonding is that we all share Jesus with them. Through the lessons that we have, we discuss that, and we have conversations with them, and that's how we share Jesus. The lessons are just a great springboard to discussing the Bible and um, through that, many uh, lead into a conversation about the salvation message. Now, for me, I have completed all the Bible lessons, but that's not a requirement as an advisor. I've done that just because I enjoy doing the lessons, and I feel like that helps me when I'm discussing those Bible lessons with the participants. Um, I'll have to say that the participants, they are very eager to learn and discuss um, what they have just studied, what they prepared, and then we go over. And they're just really anxious to, dis to discuss that. And so I'm going to show you an example of some of the Bible study lessons. So if we could bring up that first slide. Okay, on that slide there, you're going to see uh, listings. I don't know if you can uh, see it close enough or not. But anyway, they're titles of the to and type topics of what lessons they can select. Generally, we start them out with new beginnings. And um, then we can work on our way down on this list. But it doesn't have to be in a certain order. And these are um, the various topics uh, that they can choose from. And I'm going to just give you some examples of some lessons that I have done here. I have one that's called New Beginnings, and that's the first one on there. That one actually is eight lessons, so this would take them about two months to do, discussing it with an advisor once they have completed each lesson. And this one is Peace for Head and Heart. And as you can see, they're in little binder books. Then there's some of them that are just even a little bit smaller. And uh, an example I brought up here is the Christmas story. It's in three parts. And it would take about three weeks for the participant to do that. So we would have three very different weeks of having them come in and discuss that with an advisor. 
So um, these Bible lessons, they've been developed by Gail Perez and Karen Leaf, and uh, Kathy Annis helped out with the book of the um, Luke lesson. Each lesson is packed with a scope and sequence Bible study for teaching the participants about the Word of God. It's a real accomplishment when that participant finishes the lesson after they have put in so many hours of studying the Bible and uh, completing it. Once they've completed a particular Bible lesson, um, then they will go back through that list and they'll select another lesson that they're going to start. And then we start all over again. So next time we meet with them, we got a new lesson. So um, we as uh, Beacon Advisors, we look beyond that messiness of their tattered lives, broken homes or heavy hearts or whatever they're experiencing. And we are able to say, let me tell you about Jesus. And we can offer them the hope in the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Um, Beacon is able to help them and offer them information of various resources that are available. We offer lots of resources, and they're definitely helpful, and they serve a need. But they do not actually fix their problem or erase their past. Um, That's why it's such a privilege to be able to offer them Jesus Christ. Um, We can heal their wounds and give them hope for their future. The best part of being an advisor is that the participants come to Beacon with their completed lessons, and they're ready to discuss them. They come with questions, um, a desire to discuss what they've learned, and sometimes they share what's going on in their lives. It's it's really amazing. After all these years of me wanting to know how I could best serve God and just getting his message out, Beacon of Hope has been the best opportunity to do that. As an advisor, the participants come to us. This is the easiest opportunity to tell about others about Jesus. I've had the privilege to discuss God's word, witness participants' growth in seeking and knowing God by introducing and offering to them the knowledge of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ on the cross. I have been able to see firsthand participants giving their lives to Christ and acknowledging him as their Savior. It's, it has been a, a privilege to be part of this. To be able to share the gospel each week has each week has been so uh, to so many willing participants has been the most fulfilling and fruitful uh, time in my life as a Christian. It has been a blessing and a privilege to so easily have an opportunity like this. I look forward each week to being able to serve God. In reality, it's a blessing to me and gives me great joy. Uh, one last thing that I'd like to go over would be the Great Divide illustration, and I use this quite often in my meetings with a participant. If I could have that slide, please. Okay, this is a two-part slide. It's going to be uh, the front and back of a page that we work with our participants, and I'm really excited about the, the verses that are on this because basically this is, what, um, this is how I made my commitment to Jesus Christ, recognized my need for a Savior. The illustration begins with uh, scriptures to identify mankind as a sinner separated from God. I usually ask the participants if uh, they could read uh, the verses aloud, and I ask if they could identify with those statements. And so uh, I'm not sure if you could read it really well. So one of them is Romans 3.23, and it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then there is also uh, Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin are death. And so... We look at these verses, they say them out loud, we talk about uh, their belie- 
believing that the Bible is God's word. And then we talk about whether or not they acknowledge themselves as sinners. And then do they need, do they need a savior? Do they have a desire to be with God? Can we get to God? No, there's a separation there. And so what are we going to do in that situation? We've already, we set this up and uh, we establish the fact that, yes, we are sinners and, yes, we are separated from God. And then uh, once that's established, then I turn the paper over, and if I could have the other slide. And then, of course, as you could see, there's a bridge man, and that's Jesus Christ and his redemptive work on the cross. And that we can come to the Father through that mediator, because Jesus is our mediator. Um, Jesus is the bridge man, the mediator, and allows me, it allows any Beacon of Hope participant, and allows any of you sitting in this church here to come to him. My favorite verse that convinced me that I was a sinner is on this page, and it's, uh, well, the top one's great. First Timothy 2.5 is, For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Jesus Christ. Introducing him. And then the bottom one, which is my favorite verse, my life verse, is John 14.6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's the thing that spoke to me. Uh, when I was 30 years old, and I read that verse, I knew that it was up to me to acknowledge that all my efforts of trying to get to heaven were fruitless, and it was only through Jesus Christ that we could come to the Father. There is no other way to come to the Father except through Jesus Christ. There's no other way for me. There's no other way for a Beacon of Hope participant. There's no other way for any of you sitting here. No other way. This is what it's all about. This is what we're meant for, and that is to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is our Savior and to tell others about him. Um, If you have made that commitment to Christ and you want to become more of a service to God by considering joining Beacon of Hope as an advisor, that would be great. We would love to have you. Matthew 28, 19 through 20 gives the Great Commission and begins with the words, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Let that begin in this community, work taking place in Beacon. And if you have not made a commitment to Christ and you want to know more about that, please come and see me. I would love to talk to you. Thank you. All right. So um, I'm going to wrap up quickly. Um, Just briefly mention the issue of housing and homelessness. Um, I had some statistics and things I'm not going to go over, but um, needless to say, um, Clinton County is also experiencing a dramatic rise in our homeless population. And um, unlike what we might picture, you know, the type of folks Mark Chris sees at the rescue mission in Lansing, maybe the guy sleeping in the alley under some cardboard or the lady pushing a overstuffed shopping cart down a big city street. Um, homelessness in a rural community is and can be invisible. It's um, people who are sleeping on a friend or family member's couch. It's the person who's sleeping in a vehicle or a tent or a storage unit. And we have uh, talked to and met people who have done all of those. Um, so I could do a whole presentation on homelessness in our community, but fortunately I don't have to. Um, Because on Monday, November 12th, there's going to be a community conversation on homelessness held at Agro Liquid from 6 to 8 p.m. 
Um, I'll be there on a panel as well as Mark Chris and other agency leaders who work with the homeless in our community. Um, so if you're able to come, that would be a great opportunity to learn more about that. I do have a few flyers uh, about that event back at the Beacon table. And another opportunity that's coming up this winter is that First Baptist Church is hosting a poverty simulation. Um, I volunteered at one last year, and I will just say it was eye-opening even to me. So um, there'll be more information on that as we get closer to that, so um, keep that in mind as well. Um, It has really been a privilege um, for me to serve in the Beacon Ministry for the last 15 years. Um, And as Roseanne has said, I really think um, Beacon of Hope does live out the principles of incarnation, invitation, interjection, and intercession. Um, So we're just so thankful and give all the glory to God for all that he's done through the Beacon Ministry. Um, Just want to point out a few things in your bulletin. Um, You'll see the Beacon mission statement and also some of our current volunteer needs. Um, We have the food drive going on through the month of October. There's a bin outside the office doors where you can place your food items. Um, Out at the table, I have these little cards with items to help us restock the Learn and Earn store and the food bank. And um, any of the Beacon Bible studies that that uh, Roseanne mentioned, um, I've got a few out at the table. If you want any of those for your own use, um, just come and see me. We do have a few copies available in the church workroom. But um, just, you know, other people have taken them and used them with family members, friends, and neighbors. So they are available for your use as well. Um, The New Beginnings one that we start our participants out on um, is written for someone um, that has never read the Bible before. So it, it, it's written for people with no Bible um, knowledge experience. So, All right, thank you very much.